0: Chapter Twenty two of Love at Second Sight by Ada Levison. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter Twenty two. While this drama was taking place in the little house in Sloane Street, Madame Frabelle, who lived for romance and was always imagining it where it didn't exist, was, of course, sublimely unconscious of its presence. She had grown tired of her fancy about Edith and Mr. Mitchell, or she made herself believe that her influence had stopped it, but she was beginning to think, much as she enjoyed her visit and delighted in her surroundings, that it was almost time for her at least to suggest going away. She had made Edith's friends her own, she was devoted to Edith, fonder of the children than anyone except their grandmother, and strangely, considering she was a visitor who gave trouble she was adored by the servants and by everyone in the house with the single exception of archie she was carrying on a kind of half-religious flirtation with the reverend burne fraser who was gradually succeeding in making her very high church sometimes she rose early and left the house mysteriously she went to mass there was a dreamy expression in her eyes when she came back a slight perfume of incense instead of the lavender water that she formerly affected was now observable about her she went to see the london group and the new english with young conniston who explained to her all he had learnt from aylmer a little wrong while she assured him that she knew nothing about pictures but knew what she liked she bought book bindings from miss conniston and showed her how to cook macaroni and how to make cheap but unpalatable soup for her brother and she went to all the war concerts and bazaars got up by valdez to meetings for the serbians arranged by mrs mitchell and to lady conroy's knitting society for the refugees she was a very busy woman but it was not these employments that were filling her mind as she sat in her own room looking seriously at herself in the glass Something made her a little preoccupied. She was beginning to fear that Bruce was getting too fond of her. The moment the idea occurred to her, it occurred to Bruce also. She had a hypnotic effect on him. As soon as she thought of anything, he thought of it too. Something in her slight change of manner her cautious way of answering and of rustling self-consciously out of the room when they were left alone together had this effect bruce was enchanted madame frabelle thought he was getting too fond of her then he must be perhaps he was he certainly didn't like the idea at all of her going away and changed the subject directly she mentioned it he had always thought her a very wonderful person. He was immensely impressed by her universal knowledge and agreeable manners and general charm. Still, Madame Frabelle was fifteen years older than Bruce, and Bruce himself was no chicken. Although he was under forty, his ideal of himself was that he liked only very young girls. This was not true, but as he thought it was, it became very much the same thing. As a matter of fact, only rather foolish girls were flattered at attentions from Bruce. Married women preferred spirited bachelors, and attractive girls preferred attractive boys. In fact, Bruce was not wanted socially, and he felt a little bit out of it among the men through not being among the fighters. The fact that he told everyone that he was not in khaki because he was in consumption didn't seem to make him more interesting to the general public. His neurotic heart bored his friends at the club. In fact, there was not a woman, even his mother, except Madame Frabelle, who cared to listen to his symptoms. That she did so, and with sympathy, was one of her attractions. But as long as she listened to them in a sisterly, friendly way, he regarded her only as a friend a friend of whom he was very proud and whom he respected immensely. As has been said, she impressed him so much that he did not know she bored him. When she began rustling out of the room when they were left alone and looking away, avoiding his eye when he stared at her absently, things were different and he began to feel rather flattered. Of course it would be an infernal shame and not the act of a gentleman, to take advantage of one's position as a host by making love to a fascinating guest but there was so much sympathy between them it is only fair to say that the idea would never have occurred to bruce unless it had first occurred to madame Frabelle. if a distinguished-looking woman in violet velvet leaves the room five minutes after she's left alone with one even though she has grey hair it naturally shows that she thinks one is dangerous. The result of it all was that when Bruce heard Edith was taking Aylmer for a drive, he apologised very much indeed for not going with her. He said frankly, much as he liked Aylmer, wounded heroes were rather a bore. He hoped Aylmer would forgive him. And Madame Frabelle had promised to take him to the oratory. She disapproved of his fancy of becoming a Catholic, she was not one herself, though she was extremely high and growing daily higher. But the music at the oratory on that particular day was very wonderful, and they agreed to go there. And afterwards, well, afterwards they might stroll home or go and have tea in Bond Street. It was the last day of Archie's holidays, and though it was rather cold, his mother insisted on taking him with her. Aylmer tried to hide the shade that came over his face when he saw the boy, but remembering that he had undertaken to be a father to him, he cheered up as soon as Archie was settled. It was a lovely autumn day, one of those warm Indian summer days that resemble early spring. There is the same suggestion of warmer sunshine yet to come. The air has a scent of growing things. The kind of muffled hopes and suppressed excitement of April as in the deceptive air this sort of day is dangerous to charming people not in their very first youth in high spirits and beyond the speed limit they started for richmond End of chapter twenty two